Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 91 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So this week I've been finishing off writing the steps for the Photoshop course that I'm doing. When you know how to do something, you don't have to think about all the little details involved in getting from A to Z or A to Z, depending on where you are in the world. All those little details, once you learn it, are irrelevant. You just don't think about them. You just do them. So over the last three weeks, it's become crystal clear just how many steps there are when you're using Photoshop, just for the simplest, the straightforward of jobs. It's incredible how many steps there are. So I'm getting ready to start recording the video and it's just incredible. What I thought was going to be like a, oh, an hour and a half of video is now going to be a lot longer. I'm not sure, even sure how long it's going to be. Anyway, I'll tell you more about that in the coming weeks. So this episode is Discover Your Ideal Photography Customer. This is what marketers call your customer avatar. The aim is to identify the type of person most likely to buy your products and services. Now, I'm going to go through some of the things you need to find answers for. Some of these sections you don't need to answer really uh, because they're pretty obvious for certain types of photography, like marital status for wedding photographers. It's pretty obvious if it's one of the couple that's booking you, they're not married yet. So just miss that out. Anyway, let's go through them. First thing you've got to figure out is all the demographics. And the first one of those is age. Now, specify an age range, like 35 to 50. If you shoot family portraits, the session could be booked by the parents or the grandparents. So it's okay having 25 to 40 and then another section of over 55. Later on, I'm going to talk about getting your brand in front of these people. So keeping them separate is better than having one group of over 25s. It's not specific enough being just over 25. But if you have a couple of groups like 25 to 40 and one of 55 and over, that's fine. Next is gender. Now, when I was shooting Dog Agility, 85% of the competitors were women and all the competitions were run by women. If I was going to be shooting Dog Agility today, I would put women down for the gender. I'd just disregard the 15%. Now, marital status. I really don't think that marital status matters that much in this day and age. So just don't bother with it. Next one is race and ethnicity. Cities have lots of ethnic groups. If you already have a, have customers for a group or would like to get customers, write that race or ethnicity down. Next is income. This is more important than you might think. If your aim is eventually to get a higher dollar amount for your work, then an avatar, an ideal customer that has a higher income, is needed. The customers you shoot when you're just starting out probably aren't the same people you will be shooting for when your prices are higher. Try to find demographics for your area. It'll list percentages of high earners. It'll tell you what the average income is for the area. It gives you crazy amounts of information. It'll also give you all the age groups as well. So try and find those demographics, especially for income. Next one is occupation or industry. If you're aiming at shooting headshots for a certain industry, put that down here. This is super important for you if you're aiming at commercial shoots. Location. This is going to be the local area that you work in. Or if you want to shoot weddings in Mexico, list that down here. A location could be as small as a church or a country club. If you know where all these people hang out, you can market to them through this. So put whatever is important to you in this section. Next one is hobbies. If the photography genre that you shoot is a hobby, then this is really important. 
Now, I used to shoot a lot of dog agility, and for the competitors, this was just a hobby. It was something to get out, but it was still a sport and a competition, but it was a hobby. Now, some people play soccer, baseball, and countless other sports that are hobbies too, so list them here. Next one is problems. Now, you need to list what problems these ideal customers need solved. For dog owners, it could be that they need a portrait of the best friend. For a young couple, it might be they're trying to find a photographer for the wedding day, but it needs to be listed. Now, preferred media. You need to decide the preferred type of media your avatar uses. It could be newspapers, but I really doubt it. Although, you know, people over 65 might still depend on newspapers. Email. They might go on a forum. They might go on Twitter. They might go on Facebook groups or just generally on Facebook or any other type of social media platform. Every age group has a different preferred media that they use. So you need to find out what that is and write it down here. Now I've got to go into why this is important and how you're going to use it. Now with all this information that you put together, you're going to create a way of communicating with your ideal customers. Now, this is going to be aimed only at them. Everyone else, well, we're just not interested. We're just going to market to your ideal customers. The idea is to show your ideal customers that you understand them and offer exactly what they need. So let's build a fake persona for an ideal customer. Now, this is just an example, so you can understand how I'll go about it. But when you've got all your information for your avatar, for your ideal customer, you put it together like this. So, for instance, we're going to say Ken and Barbie. Yes, Ken and Barbie. Uh, 25 years old. They live in the Chicago area. They have a combined annual income of around $220,000. They're engaged. They hang out online in Facebook groups related to weddings and are both avid golfers with memberships at the local country club. Now, this doesn't have to be a specific person with facts like these don't have to be true facts you're gonna see who from your your input that you did with all those little sections we just went through you're gonna discover that your age group is say 20 to 30 so put it in the middle 25 years old and you just just round everything up and come up with what i've just said ken and barbie 25 years old lives in chicago area have a combined income of two hundred they they're engaged hang out online in facebook groups relate to weddings and are both avid golfers with memberships with the local country club now you need to aim all of your marketing at this type of person these are your ideal customers so let's look at your website to start with now you only have five to ten seconds to capture someone's attention before they leave your website and trust me, I look at the numbers on my website and if you don't have anything that's captivating at the top, you can have people just go on your website and they're gone in two seconds, under two seconds. And Google shows you the analytics and it is exactly right. They don't even look anywhere else. You just glance to see if you are going to solve their problem. So if you're a wedding photographer, you need to have a call to action that addresses the types of problems young engaged couples are trying to solve. And now you could have a heading that says, find out if your wedding date is available, and then a button that says, click here. Just something simple. It's giving them a way to find out if they can get a photographer for their day. That's all it's about. You're putting their mind at rest by letting them click through. Like they might click through and find out you're fully booked, but they are getting a result from your website instead of just glancing quickly and going somewhere else. Now, this kind of heading needs to be at the top of the page, not halfway down or lower down near the bottom. 
You only have five to 10 seconds, remember, and it needs to be the very first thing they see when they visit your website. Once you've got that attention, they need to see a professional portfolio, which obviously you're going to have because you're amazing. And every other word of copy, every other word on your website needs to address your ideal customer's problems. Even if you have an about me page, which most people just dribble on saying, I went to this school and I like red shoes and I think I look good in this hat. Oh, and I've got a dog called Sophie and my favorite color is pink. You can't do that. Even on that about me page, the copy needs to be about the problems they have and how you can help them solve them. They need to feel that you know what they need and you can give them what they want. Next is advertising. Your advertising needs to be aimed at places your ideal customers hang out. In Ken and Barbie's case and other couples like them, you need to use Facebook advertising aimed at wedding groups. You could also run Facebook ads aimed at the local golf and country club groups. You could also advertise in golf and country club brochures. If you can put an ad on a golf scorecard, just do it. Someone is going to be in that golf cart and they've got the scorecard. And while they're waiting for Uncle Bob to chip out of the trees for the 18th time, they're having a look at the scorecard and there's a photography company there. You need to get in front of these people. You could also join the club and network with people in person if you have time and the the money to do it. Okay, let's have a look at social media. Now, with Ken and Barbie spending time on wedding-related Facebook groups, the simplest thing to do is join all these groups and help people solve problems. Don't try selling to anyone in these groups. First off, they're not your groups and you're going to upset a lot of people. You just need to show people that you help and you have a little bit of authority. You, You understand what it's all about. So don't start selling to anyone. Just give advice and help on how to solve photography problems. And after a few weeks or a few months, start posting a couple of photos and then ask the members for advice. Like, does this look better in color or black and white? Everyone loves to give their opinion and they will do. You're not selling, but you are showing everyone in the group that you're a wedding photographer and your photos are excellent. Okay, so here's an example of how this works fantastically well. Now, last week, I was listening to the Photo BizX podcast with Andrew Helmich. It really is a good podcast. You should give it a listen. Anyway, he interviewed an American photographer called Gary Pope, and his business name is Love, Long, and Prosper. It's a play on the phrase made famous by Spock in Star Trek. He was starting out shooting weddings and then identified his ideal customer or customers. Now he shoots themed weddings like Harry Potter or Superman or anything else, any cosplay thing you can think of, that's what he covers. Now he calls himself a geek and a nerd and this is a perfect example of how identifying your ideal customer can work for you. Now his average wedding price has shot up and I think at the moment it, it his average price is $8,000. And he gets these weddings where people dress up and all the invitations are like Harry Potter or whatever, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever it is they're into, he'll cater for it. And because he's a nerd, he understands them and he has got a heck of a business. So check out his website, lovelongandprosperphotography.com. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. What I'm trying to get across to you here is by identifying who your ideal customer is, 
can just speed your business up so much and you won't be dealing with people that don't want what you want to do. You don't spend hours talking to people that are just wasting your time and all they're bothered about is the price. They want what you do and that is the position you need to be in. Okay, I think that's, uh, I covered everything there. So that's it for this episode. If you need help with anything, you can contact me through the Facebook group or Facebook Messenger if, if you want to keep it private. I enjoy doing it, so just ask away. Don't feel like you're putting me out or anything. I'll get back to you probably within 24 hours and uh, give you. I'll try and give you the answers. If I don't know, I'll find out where you can find out. Okay, I'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.